Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. I don't even know what this tweet means. I don't know if it's good news, bad news. I don't know how to feel about it, but Dolphins fans, it's it's news you should care about. It's the Big Teddy Takeover here on Ken LaBecca Live, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Ken LaBecca is on the cruise, sailing the high seas right now, about six Zachary's in. We got Stone Labanowitz here on the ones and twos ahead of game four for the Miami Heat at Kaseya Center. And again, I'll be hopping on that bright line to get there ahead of time. Going to be doing live shots for WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29 outside of Kaseya Center. And then we're going to step in the building and hope the Heat can pull through. But Dolphins fans, just tell me what we're supposed to do with this Adam Schefter tweet. So, as we all know, it was reported yesterday that the Vikings were planning to release Dalvin Cook. His release scheduled to happen today, and Adam Schefter just sent a tweet out literally three minutes ago regarding Dalvin Cook, who a lot of Dolphins fans hope will be joining um, them at Hard Rock Stadium. Here's the tweet verbatim. Vikings owe Dalvin Cook $2 million. So the running back plans to be patient and waiting for the right situation. That's it. That that's that's all we have to work with. That's the Dalvin Cook update. I was waiting for more. What what do you that you're you're a Dolphins fan, Stone? What do you take from that? <laughs> all right, what do we take from that? So so they owe him two million dollars. So so the Dolphins are going to give him an extra two million dollars. Or any team that wants him going to give him an extra two million dollars. I, I mean, there's nothing else to do with that. <laughs> I, I think he's just giving us the informative side of things. Like, hey, so he's owed money. Yeah. So whoever scoops him up, just know. You have to give a little money for him. Well, here goes two minutes before that tweet, Stone, is from Adam Schefter again. You know, obviously ESPN senior, NFL insider. Anything he tweets is gold in the National Football League. Unless it's about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I apologize. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Well, he was technically right and at he, the end of it all. He, he was. Yeah. Tom Brady just didn't like that he was right. Okay, whatever. Here's a tweet from just six minutes ago. Unable to find the last-minute trade partner, the Vikings – have now officially released four-time Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook. So he's he's out there. He's on the open market. But they still owe him $2 million, and somehow that kind of convolutes what his next destination will be. So Running backs are becoming such a tricky position in the league. Robert Griffin Jr. had tweeted out something yesterday that said, hey, parents out there, Pop Warner parents, high school parents, Let's just stop coaching our kids to be running backs. Please. Like, there's just no point of it whatsoever. If you're talking about a back-to-back-to-back, and I know he's faced some injuries here and there, but a 1,000-yard rusher in Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's clearly would be the best running back on this Miami Dolphins roster with guys like Raheem Mostar, Jeff Wilson Jr. Do we even have to mention the Miles Gaskins and the Ahmeds? Like, I don't think we even have to mention these guys. The fact that they can't, find a team that's willing to cough up some money for Dalvin Cook, shows you the state of running backs in the league and, and, and where they rank now and the importance and in contracts and stuff like that. Just don't even do it. Like yeah. th- These guys are worth nothing anymore. The fact that th- they can't get a team to budge on a guy like Dalvin Cook, crazy. you're just going to cut him, let him fly? It makes no sense. And a part of it is NFL teams knew that the Vikings would cut him if they didn't trade for right. him, so that's part of it, right? The Vikings owing him $2 million it actually is helpful to the Miami Dolphins from what I'm, I'm reading and gathering 
because that means the Dolphins can give him somewhat of a hometown discount. Dalvin Cook has been doing nothing but tweeting out Dolphins-type content and all of these little innuendos that maybe he wants to make a return to South Florida. He's a Is he a Miami guy? Where's, where's he from? I know he's, he, yeah, he stays down here. Not Broward County? Yeah, he's Broward County, about an hour and a half down south. Yeah, so he's a hometown guy. It seems like he would love to return to uh, Hard Rock Stadium, and if he does, he'd be playing for the zany and the offensive mastermind, Mike McDaniel. Now, Mike McDaniel was recently asked about acquiring Dalvin Cook. He was recently asked about beefing up that running back room. And as he's been enjoying this run for South Florida teams, he's been at, at Heat games. Has he been at Panthers games as well? I don't recall seeing anything, but maybe. I think earlier in the run, I haven't seen him in the past few weeks, but yeah. I, I feel like I've seen him on social media at a Panthers game. He's definitely been at the Heat games for sure. Um, and he's been kind of making his rounds. Here is Mike McDaniel when asked directly about acquiring the talents of Dalvin Cook. March 3rd, 1983. Uh, that day I was born, right? Okay. Now we take a closer look at that date. And that, in fact, was not yesterday. Okay. Oh, that's what we... Okay, okay. so... Um, so he wasn't born uh, yesterday. People that are on, people that are rumored to be um, tall, short, people that are rumored to be, um, okay. you know, that's, you're not, you're not going to get this guy. I'm here too, okay? Um, what? What? That is Mike McDaniel on the possibility of adding <laughs> Dalvin Cook to that running back okay. room. So we had this, this segment. So last year... Um, Pierre Garcon, who was a league leader in reception, um, a John I. Leonard alum, and of course he does a lot of stuff with us here on ESPN 106.3 um, from time to time, talking sports here, a great NFL former wide receiver. Pierre Garcon was doing TV hits with us on ESPN 106.3's coverage on WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29. On Sunday nights, we would do post-game stuff for Miami Dolphins, Right. So I bring him in the studio, and we had a few different segments. One of the segments was titled, and it was all about Mike McDaniel because of his quotes at the press conference and all of the zany and funny and weird things he says. It was literally, what do you mean by that? And it was, it was a picture of Mike McDaniel, and I would ask Pierre, I would run a clip, run a soundbite from Mike McDaniel, and I'd turn over to Pierre Garcon, and I'd say, Pierre, help me out. What do you mean by that? And he would break it down. He was the Mike McDaniel whisperer for us at, at WPTV. And I think we need to maybe even phone a friend right now because I don't know what the hell Mike McDaniel was talking about right there. What was that? It's like some kind of haiku? <laughs> some sort of haiku. It's a good guess. Uh, I think that's where I lean as well. But to be honest, I, I think he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to tamper? He doesn't want to tamper. I was. Like, he doesn't want to be tampering. He doesn't, he doesn't want to let anything slip. He knows what Steven Ross has done. That's in, true. In regards to reaching out to Tom Brady and what it cost them, I think that he came into that press conference knowing that he was going to be asked about Dalvin Cook, and he said, okay, I can either shut it down by saying, I have no idea what you guys are talking about, I'm not allowed to speak on it, or I can give him the old Michael McDaniel special, <laughs> bring him left, bring him right, yeah. bring him down a little bit, bring him back up, and then just drop him off a cliff because I don't want to get in trouble. But he ended it with, I'm in here too. We're not going to get him. And then he just went dead silent. It makes no sense, but at the same time makes every bit of sense if you know Mike Daniel just a little bit. 
at this point, but it almost scares you. And I, I know for the audience out there, you're just listening to it. Yeah. But watching it's even worse because he's playing the crowd a little bit. He's looking at all the media members and he's winking here and he's pointing there. Guy's a freak. Yeah, he's he's a he's a different dude. I, I would have to imagine that playing for him has got to be fun at least because it's it feels like it's uh you just never know what you're gonna get. Dalvin Cook has been alluding to wanting to come to South Florida. If you look at his Twitter timeline and some of the stuff he's tweeted, he actually tweeted out a play um, from, I think this was last year. It was. Um, yeah, it was last year, week five, week six. Week six at Hard Rock Stadium, he tweeted out a 53-yard touchdown that he had against the Dolphins where he ensued to throw the football into the stands, and he tweeted that play calling it an expensive play. So Dalvin Cook... I believe wants to come to the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure the Dolphins would welcome with open arms. Though he's 27 years old, he's still explosive. He still finds the end zone better than most backs in the NFL. I think they would welcome that into their offense. The question is, can they get the deal done? Would it make sense financially? And um, and also the question is, can we get a straight answer out of Mike McDaniel at some point soon? Now that second part we won't right. get answered. But Dalvin Cook, he's. I don't think I've seen the way – He's he's attacking this, I guess you could call it for agency head on. He's been posting Instagram stories of himself in Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, yeah it's been. <laughs> he's liking tweets and Dolphins fans. We know how they are. They don't let anything beside them. He's liking tweets like Mike McDaniel explaining to Chris Greer what he would do with a Dalvin Cook in his offense. Dot dot dot. Like Dalvin Cook is liking these yeah. tweets. It's not hard to find the tea leaves. The tea leaves. Like it's, it's simply what he's doing. So. Does he want to come? The answer is yes. Is he telling us he wants to come? Yes. Mike McDaniel? No, we're not going to get that answer. But I think we'd rejoice if that was the case, right? It almost seems like Jalen Ramsey and, and his acquisition has gone kind of under the rug a little bit with yeah. the, the run that everybody's on. And just acquiring Dalvin Cook would just kind of blow the entire thing up. It's insane. Um, more insane is something I just ran across on ESPN.com right now. An article from ESPN insider Adrian Wojnarowski um, regarding the Denver Nuggets, and I think this might be enough. This might be enough, especially if this gets back to the Heat locker room, to inspire them to take care of business tonight in Game 4. Do you care to hear what the Denver Nuggets have been up to today? I honestly am excited. Okay, here's the article. I'll just give you the first graph of this article, finally penned by Woj himself. In a rare trade involving an NBA Finals participant, the Denver Nuggets are acquiring a 2024 first and second round pick and a 2023 second round pick in a deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder for a protected 2029 first round pick, sources told ESPN on Friday. The Denver Nuggets are up 2-1 in the NBA Finals. They are in South Florida getting ready for Game 4 at Kaseya Center. Now I get it. The GM... And the front office, they don't matter when it comes to the X's and O's of the game. Mike Malone wasn't the one that uh, stepped out here and executed this trade or asked for it. And also, there's no players involved. It's just picks, and it's them trying to trade into the first round of this year. We know Oklahoma City Thunder, they have more picks than they know what to do with. So all of this makes sense, plus there's a lot of ties between those two front offices. I'm not going to get into the weeds of all of that. But to be executing a trade, while your team is gearing up for Game 4 of the NBA Finals, and on top of that, to let it leak out to ESPN and have it be out there during the NBA Finals, 
I think the Miami Heat should feel downright disrespected by this and take this as fuel into game four. You guys are out here messing around making trades while we're trying to make adjustments? <laughs> the hell is this? So what else do you do in the Heat locker room with this information? You have to, you have to be pissed. Jimmy, but but no, no, for, no. further explain that because no. do you think Jimmy Butler gives a damn? Also, I, ask yourself if you think Jamal Murray gives a damn. I think the answer to both of those questions is no. Hey, hey, look. You got to find something right now, right? <laughs> you can't get a rebound. You get out rebounded 25 uh, by 25 at home. You can't knock down an open shot. You shoot 31% from deep. You're, you're not really making plays on the margin. You're not getting all the 50-50 balls. You're not getting the calls from the official. You got to find something to cling on to right now. And the Denver Nuggets executing trades in the middle of the NBA Finals. I don't remember the last time I could even think of a playoff participant making trades during the playoffs, let alone a team in the NBA Finals. Tim Connolly, you are brash, you are <laughs> aggressive, you are, you are unashamed, and for you to do something like this, I feel like the Miami Heat should feel disrespected and get out there and show somebody show, show some more heart, at least in the first quarter. So the elephant in the room is what player are we talking about here? Does he go in the article unnamed? No, there's no players involved. It's just, it's just picks. There's all picks. So they are just wheeling and dealing. They're going picks for picks right now. So then I would tell you, I guess, in, in a realist perspective, that this is the front office is doing. <laughs> yeah, they made a call to Michael and we're like, "Hey, Mike, we're gonna." He doesn't like to be called Mike. So, "Hey, he Michael, 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 Michael." You know, we got some things going on the back ends. You might see some things in the headlines. You might hear some things. Keep it, keep it away from the players, right? We got to do, what we got to do. This is strictly business. And and if you're Spo and you're talking to your guys in the locker room, it's, "Hey, guys." Don't worry about what you heard, right? It's, let them do what they do with it. The media is going to do. We have a plan here. You know, we're trying to even this series out. So, although it is it's very quirky, and yes, I also don't know the last time that I've seen something like this happen. Also, don't ever. know if it's even ever happened in a sense like this, but I don't think this affects the play tonight. But hey, if you think they got to reach and got to latch for something, if you think this is what UD brings to the team pregame, yeah. that these boys are working, about working on trades and, and doing this, that, and, and yeah, then I guess you can, but. I don't know. I know. It's a tough spot. We're to reaching. Be in. Well, I mean, we're reaching. We're reaching. But that's what you do. That's it, what you do. You it reach. That's what you do in a spot like this. Absolutely. At, at a time like this, um, speaking of, I mean, the Denver Nuggets did a great job getting that guy, Christian Brown, out of Kansas with their first round pick last year. It would be, I mean, the fact that Christian Brown, who they got in the back end of the first round, who was the third leading scorer for the Denver Nuggets in game three who also has been excellent defensively. The Miami Heat still haven't figured out the fact that the guy's got kind of long arms and he also jumps at every single passing lane. Um, so maybe use that against him. Maybe we we see him give a pump and then a backdoor cut here and there. But Christian Brown was immaculate in Game 3. That was the Christian Brown game. And it also got me thinking, it got me thinking, what who could be that Heat player for the Heat yeah. right tonight? And we'll get to that. We'll get to who could be the Heat player tonight, as well as I got to ask you too: who's the second best player in this ser- in this series? Because coming into the series, we thought it was unabashedly Jimmy Butler. After three games, that question lingers out there if he's even number two in this series behind Nikola Jokic. We'll answer those questions, but also Stone, I gotta. There's been few times in my career that um, I have been just nervous to my core. Ready to uh, just, just you know, felt a little drizzle going down my leg. Yep, yep, right? yep, yep, yep. A little drizzle or, going down the leg. Something behind you and dribbling down the back of your leg as well. Yeah, yeah. same, same yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both sides. Uh, just, just nervous beyond belief. 
And it happened to me Wednesday night following the NBA Finals game when I was on national radio on ESPN radio here on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. I heard four words out of one man's mouth that made me almost vomit out of my mouth in pure despair. I was nervous. I was shook. And I was live on national radio. You'll hear how I handled that. And I'll talk you through exactly what I was feeling, what I was feeling on that phone call as um, I was kind of, I had my back against the wall, similar to the Miami Heat have their backs against the wall in these NBA finals. You'll hear that plus more when we come back here on Ken Levick Alive. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. This is Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. You got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Somebody check on Zion Williamson. Just just for me, please. A little welfare check. Just give him a welfare check. He is, he's been going through it. Just give a welfare check to the whole 2019 NBA draft class. John Morant could use some help as well. I mean... DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, they've been a little shying away in the, in the NBA. I'm not sure how long they're going to last. Just give a welfare check to all those guys except for Darius Garland. He's, he's still good. Yeah, yeah. Still good. I guess he's the last man standing. Except his team got bullied out of the playoffs, and his big man was like, yeah, the lights were too bright. So, yeah, check on him too. Big Teddy Takeover here on Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey, and we are riding on into the uh, back end of this 1 o'clock hour here ahead of Game 4 at Kaseya Center, Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets. Now, Jimmy Butler also needs a welfare check, more so the welfare of that ankle. And uh, if if he had the time to, if this was the offseason, we know the perfect place he could go to get that thing healthy and ready to keep going and playing at a superstar level. You know where he'd go, right? Yeah, come on. Say it. Come on. It's Baptist Health Orthopedic. Baptist Health. We know Jimmy's experiencing foot and ankle pain, but are you experiencing foot and ankle pain and need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experience, physicians, and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care's office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. I have some Zion news. I uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily excited for that, <laughs> but bring it upon all of us because it is headline news. It, this one actually tweeted out by the New Orleans Pelicans official account. Oh, oh, okay. So now I'm actually interested. Yeah. Zion Williamson has partnered with Jefferson Parish Schools for Summer Bridge Program. The program will provide students with additional opportunities for accelerated learning and growth during the summer. And it's a picture of Zion um, with his arms around two guys. So it's six, seven guys in the photo. One of them is Zion Williamson. And thank God, none of them are uh, some of the ladies that have been filling up Twitter with other tweets about Zion Williamson. Google them um, at your own <laughs> caution. Please do. Listen, That's, this is just a terrible PR move. Yeah. Like a day, like let this thing die let down. Let it die. Let it die. I can imagine how cancerous those replies are. The replies are getting bad. I mean, they're just getting brutal. And this tweet was 20 minutes ago. You know there's going to be a really funny quote tweet coming out soon. There's going to be a bunch of replies. So uh, get in there early. If you have any funny <laughs> Zion takes, just check out the New Orleans Pelicans Twitter right now. It was 20 minutes. It's fresh. You might go viral. Um, 
That's our Zion Williamson update. I I was afraid I might go viral Wednesday night, Stone. I I was I was trembling. I was uh trembling. I was I was nervous. I was I was scared. Following the game three loss from the Miami Heat against the Denver Nuggets, um, I had agreed before I found out how the game would go. It was right around halftime. I had agreed to go on Freddie and Fitzsimmons following the game on ESPN Radio to talk about the Miami Heat. Again, it was looking good at that point. I know Tony Brothers was kind of calling any whistle he can against Gabe Vincent at the moment, and I know things were going awry, but I figured the Heat would pull it out. I thought it would be a happy interview, and I was feeling good about it. But all I thought was we're going to talk some Heat, so win or lose, I could talk Heat all day. That's what we do. So I hop on with Freddie and Fitz, but instead of it being just Freddie Coleman and, and Fitzsimmons, it was Freddie and Q Myers. Q Myers, who does ESPN Radio out in Vegas, he also does a lot of national shows filling in, and he also covers, obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights. And Stone, you know me, all right? As much as I got love for the game of hockey, as much as I have respect for the guys that go out there and put it all on the line, especially those Florida Panthers, I can only name two hockey players. <laughs> There's two guys I can name on the Florida Panthers confidently, right? Like, And it's the two guys who scored goals last night. Well, no, I just got that guy right. Yesterday, <laughs> it's it's Sergey Sergey Bobrovsky, Sergey Bobrovsky, Sergey Bobrovsky, Sergey Bobrovsky, nice, nice, and Matthew Kachuk. Uh huh. Those and, are my go-to. And Carter Verhage. Carter Verhage. Now it's pretty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I kind of had it in the back of my head, but it's more fresh now. I can right. do Carter Verhage now. I got three, but on Wednesday night I only had two, and I also didn't know any Panthers talk was going to come up. So about eight minutes into my interview, after we just got, got done talking Miami Heat. Just got done talking um, Dame Lillard potentially to the Heat. Um, that's when Freddie Coleman. And we'll break this up into two because after the first question, I thought I was good. I thought I was in the clear. Here goes Freddie Coleman teeing me up to talk some Panthers and watch how I try and pivot and talk about anything but the Panthers, just sliding Panthers notes in. Kids, if you're listening, even adults, this is how you take control of the question and make it your own when you have no clue what the hell is about to come out of your mouth next. What has it been like for you with the kind of run, not only the Miami Heat have had getting to the NBA Finals, but the Florida Panthers, even though they're down 2-0 to the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, I mean, South Florida is just the center of sports right now. Lionel Messi also, the announcement, he's coming to yeah. enter Miami. That's not uh, it, it's, uh, it's crazy that how, how big of a stage it's been out here, and it's great for a sports reporter like me uh, because I get a phone call here and there from, from Freddie and Q, so I get to, you know, chop it up with the big guns. <laughs> Butter them but, up right uh, it's, uh, it's a little grim. Panthers fans, I'll, I'll tell you what. Talk they're, about the fans. They're down in the dumps right now, <laughs> and I don't know how you could be because just like this Miami Heat team, the resilience Back they've the shown, heat. we've got two seeds here in South Florida, both in the finals. Both have overcome some big deficits or at least uh, some very uh, general talk disappointing here. outcomes. And remember, I mean, this is the same Panthers team that was down 3-1 to the Boston Bruins, best regular season team Very nice. of recall. all time uh, in, in, in the <laughs> NHL. So I would never say never, but when, when you lose 7-2, um, coming back home, I mean, we'll be there tomorrow at, at FLA Live. We'll see what the crowd is like, but they're yeah. going to need uh, yeah. some extra ump from the crowd to, to kind of get over a, a bad game like that. Okay, okay. So there it is, right? So Stone, in this moment, solid. So you uh, you did what you needed to do. You, <laughs> you came out with a few cuts and bumps and bruises, but other than that, you came out somewhat clean. It it sounded like I somewhat knew what I was talking about, right? And again, 
for those out there, I'm sorry if I've been misleading you. I know on Heating Up, we've been doing Fire and Ice. I've been talking some Panthers. I promise you it takes so much research and prep for me to get hockey talk out there because I did cover Stanley Cup Finals game uh, three last night. That was only the second ever time I had covered an NHL game. And the first time, I literally did no reports. So this is – I'm new to this. I am going to be 100% transparent. Cats out of the bag. Cats out the bag, literally. I am new to this, not true to this. So, and again, this is the scene right now. I'm in the passenger seat. Brian Rowitz is driving us back on I-95. Tyree Smith's in the back seat. They're listening to me BS. They know I have no clue what I'm talking about. But I think at this moment in the interview, I'm in the clear. We're also eight minutes into the interview at this point, so I'm thinking that was maybe the last question. We're going to wrap it up. I'm going home. I had a great national hit. Um, ESPN Radio won't take me out of the blue book and stop calling me back. I thought that it was going to be good. And then, insert Q Myers, who, of course, of course, is in Vegas. Theo, sticking with the Panthers, no. I mean, what are they? What got, has to be Wait, the pause, strategy? Pause, 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 I feel stop, like stop, in the stop. first two, I just want you guys to hear what he says. So when Q Myers interjects here, I'm hoping he's going to take it back to the Heat. I'm hate, I'm hoping he's going to like you know just shift gears or whatever or tell me goodbye. And then I heard the four words that made me literally just just drizzle down my legs. He said, "Theo, sticking with the Panthers." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We never agreed to this." When I got hit up, y'all talked about heat, maybe some inter-Miami talk, but we never talked about the Panthers. But here it is again, Q Myers, with the follow-up question, as any great journalist does, him not knowing I have no clue what the hell I'm talking about. Theo, sticking with the Panthers, I mean, what are they... Theo, sticking with the Panthers, I mean, what are they... What has to be the strategy? I feel like in the first two games, I'm here in Las Vegas, so I've really been paying attention to what's going on. It seems like they've just tried to out-bully the Golden Knights, and it just hasn't worked. That's news to me. Well, I think one thing you want to do is just not, not, and I think it was what was it, second period. Maybe don't let it happen. Well, I think Look, one thing wait, you want to do is just not. So when he asked me that question, the whole time he's talking, I'm like, just listen to what he's saying and try and give it back to him. But then he's talking about like how the Panthers were apparently trying to bully the Vegas Golden Knights and 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 how he's been paying close attention to the series. So I'm like, you know what? Please don't try and get into hockey talk. I know no X's and O's. There's no way I'm going to be able to get through this alive. So now I'm froze, literally sitting in this passenger seat, watching us as we zip by traffic. Thank God. Humiliated by your coworkers. Humiliated, because I know they're looking at me like, what is he going to say? <laughs> what is he going to say? And we're zipping through, because thank, thank God Brian had the easy pass or whatever, because we're in a side that doesn't have all the traffic. We're zipping past all the traffic on 95, getting back to West Palm. After, again, I've just been demoralized by my Heat team getting smacked down. <laughs> So this was just insult to injury. And again, there was a slight pause. We'll play it back again. There's a slight pause before I answered as I was just trying to gather whatever BS that God himself could throw into my brain for me to, to let out of my lips here. And, and, and here it is again, my, my answer on the follow-up on hockey talk. And, and again, Stone, just let me know, did I survive? Did I survive here? I'll bully the Golden Knights and it just hasn't worked. Well, I think one thing you want to do is just not, not and I think it was, what was it, second period? Maybe don't let an avalanche of, of uh, pucks through the net. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that would help. Start there. The Bobrovsky job. Uh, <laughs> but, I, again, this is one, one of those, uh, it's fun, you know, I don't know if you want to call them like cardiac cats type teams. I mean, the, the, the overtime games they've been through, um, all of the big-time shots by, by Matthew Kachuk. Boom. They're, they're a resilient bunch. But, again, if you're, if you're down by four or five 
goals, it just doesn't it just doesn't feel as feasible. They got to keep it close. And <laughs> really? again, at home, you would hope really? the crowd energy gets them back into it. But again, uh, there's a lot more hope on the side of the Miami Heat, even back after to tonight heat. being down to one, than there is for the Florida Panthers, um, who are now kind of facing facing maybe a sweep if they can't get things done tomorrow night. Now, how 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 is this? Was it obvious? I didn't know what I was talking about because to me it was. Listen to part one that we played. I thought you did all right. I thought, yeah. I, like I said, I thought you were somewhat in the clear. Second part, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie, it was awful. It, it was awful. And it started with the stuttering and looking for words in the first five <laughs> seconds. But then the avalanche of goals line that somehow got Come a on. laugh out of both of them. It was a good media laugh they gave me. I think it was a media laugh, but it sounded more like a real laugh. Yeah. Like there was a total fist bump <laughs> laugh that they gave you, which I thought was crazy. Because if somebody said you can't let a team score an avalanche of goals on you on ESPN Radio, I would have been a little pissed off. I, I honestly, I, I, I'm going to replay it because I want to hear the avalanche of goals because I thought there was anything but that that you could have gone with that you did. And then, and then finishing it up, rounding it off with the fact that, you know, Coming back down from from five zero is a lot harder than coming back down. Coming back down for two zero is more feasible. I mean, that is, that is. I, I don't know. It's grandiose stuff there. Grandiose stuff there. I just I, I need to listen to the Avalanche of goals part. Not, and I think it was what was it second period. Maybe don't let an Avalanche of, of uh, pucks through the net. Yeah. Um, like, that would. Oh my God. Hey, the funniest part about that is, um. I have no clue how those goals got in. I don't know what period it happened in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean. I picked the middle period because I was like, if it, it, it probably ain't happened in the first. It didn't happen in the third. Let's just go with the second period. And I said, if they scored seven goals, at least one or two of them had to happen in the second. No, I, that's a really safe play there. I think there were three in the first. I want to say two in the second. There might have been another three. <laughs> might have been another two or three in the third that ended up getting poured on. But Oh, man. I, I Nonetheless, I think it was a uh, Panthers talk that they don't remember. So I think yeah. you're good in that spot. Like they, you know, you, you talked on your heat. You, you're good there. Panthers, they don't actually remember. <laughs> I guess Q might because he's in Q Vegas. Knows. And Q he's knows. Covering him on a regular basis, and he knows that they're trying to play the four check a little more often, like the Vegas Knights do, and that's where that 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 pressure and that bullying kind of things come from. So I think he's wary of that. Theo Dorsey, not so much. That not so much. Uh, let's do that hockey. But you know what though. Well, you know what I did nail? I nailed my prediction. I said, hey, these are the cardiac cats. Yep. They played all these overtime games, and, and you just want to keep it close, keep it in striking distance. And what did they do? They were down 2-1. That's, that's feasible. When you're down five <laughs> goals, you can't do it. When you're down one goal, you got a shot. Uh-huh. Matthew Kachuk nails the equalizer. And then my guy – wait, let me look. Let me look at my notes. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. Give me a chance here. Come My main on. guy, Carter Verhage, nice. nails the overtime winner. Let's go, Cats! Uh, Tom the Hunt, baby. Yeah, and that's more hockey talk out of Theo Dorsey. Tom the Hunt. It's a big Teddy takeover on, on, uh, on Ken Levick Alive here. Uh, but before we do go, we have to talk about these NBA Finals. Shifting it back to the Heat, the Panthers talk was fun. I, I do wonder who you feel like after three games into the NBA Finals and Game 4 is tonight at Kaseya Center – Who is the second best player in this series? Jamal Murray just had a 30-point triple-double. Nikola Jokic is obviously the best player in the series. I have to know, to you, right now, ahead of game four, who is the second best player in these NBA finals? 
888-760-3776. The best thing that's happened to me in the past couple of months outside of all the sports success has been my experience, personally, my experience with EDS. I hear Ken Levicka say it all the time. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. Well, guess what? I didn't have EDS this year. I wasn't locked in on their programs. I was just out there running raw dog with my AC, hoping that the best would happen and the exact worst situation happened for me. My fiance's at home. She's chilling at the crib, except she was no longer chilling. She was cooking. My AC went out. It was late. It was 7, 8 o'clock. I had to go into WPTV and anchor that night. She's calling me, stressing me out, trying to figure out a fix. Home warranty wasn't working out. I'm calling around trying to find if I can see a, a, a local repair person that can come and check it out. I couldn't get back home in time. So what did I do? I hit up Ken Levicka. I said, yo, is EDS really yes? He says, heck yes. He puts me in touch with a guy named Sean. I call Sean up. Within an hour, he has an emergency technician to my house who was able to fix that problem fix that problem for me and also get me hooked up on the eds plan instantly that night it was hot it was like 85 degrees at my night at that point or in my house at that point and eds got things right with me and now i'm locked in because they have the train comfort specialists they've been doing it since 2006 their family owned and operated a train comfort specialist you know it's hard to stop a train it's summertime, baby. It is hot outside. If you're out there doing what I was doing, which is very dangerous, playing a risky game, letting your AC just be out there with no kind of repair service on your side, no EDS air conditioning team ready to be called, well, you're making the wrong call. The next call you make needs to be 561-316-8799. Again, that's 561-316-8799 or go to edsairconditioning.com. I made a mistake. I didn't listen to EDS or uh, EDS's yes from Ken Levicka at first. I was just standing idly by, but now I know for sure EDS is yes, and I'm locked in. EDSairconditioning.com. When we come back, who's the second best player in these NBA finals? Game four is tonight at Kaseya Center. I need to know what you think. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It's a Big Teddy Takeover on Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Sometimes first-hand accounts, they don't do the job, so I'm getting a second-hand account in here right now. Stone Labano is right there. I'm Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and we bring in my tag team partner on the WPTV side, Tyree Smith, who's chirping in via phone here. He's been with me. On Wednesday night when we went to Kaseya Center for Heat Game 3. He was with me last night at FLA Live when the Panthers got that overtime thrilling victory. And now he's here on Ken Levicka Live. First and foremost, Tyree, we've been asking people all day. Both the Panthers and Heat are down 2-1. Who do you have more faith in actually being able to hoist the big trophy? Panthers. I got to go Panthers. I mean, you, you they came back in overtime, Theo. They came back in overtime when people thought they were down and out and I, ha- I have more of a – I guess I have more confidence in the Panthers just because this stage is one that they're not used to, and I think that makes them a lot more hungry. And I don't mm. think they want a repeat of 1996, which they won't now. They're not going to get swept. They won a game, 
and they won the first ever Stanley uh, Cup final game. So I have a little more I have a little more faith in them because they're hungry, they want it, the fans, they're hyped, everybody. You was there with me. Yeah. You felt the energy in that arena. It's ecstatic. It's something that they're not used to. A whole new generation of Panthers fans getting to witness the first ever Florida Panthers Stanley Cup win. Oh, man, no. You, your confidence has to be in the Panthers. It has to be. I, I went heat. You go Panthers. Uh, Stone's still on the fence. But I got to ask you, now that we're talking Panthers again and doing that hockey talk, uh, you were with me when we were heading back from Game 3, uh, Miami Heat loss, when we did Freddie and Fitzsimmons. And uh, you saw me kind of, uh, uh, you know, getting super nervous. Tremble. Trembling. Uh, shaking in my <laughs> boots when, uh, when Q Myers asked me that follow-up questions on the Panthers. How bad did you assume I was going to do, and, and how did I fare trying to give it a little hockey talk? Uh, you're, you're, you're real good at, at covering your track, brother. <laughs> I, I had all the faith in you. I, I, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. I'm like, if anybody can do this, it's going to be Theo. So, honestly, I, I was not worried about you. What I was worried about is if he said the wrong thing, like, uh, quarter or something yeah. like that. But you got everything right. You were good. You were good. Technically sound. Technically sound. Tyree, do you That's remember the quote be. that he dropped on there where he told Freddie and Q, you know, one thing we can't let happen is an avalanche of, <laughs> an avalanche of goals going to the net. Like, what, 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 what was your reaction to that one right there? I thought that was gold. I thought that he did his research. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did his research. Because obviously they lost to the Colorado Avalanche in 1996. Oh, so I didn't even think about that. Oh, Terry, you're giving him Terry, you're giving him so much credit. I appreciate that, Tyree. Of course, that was me. Give it the little double entendre. You feel me? Well, now, now, obviously, that's not the case. No, we're taking. But you know what? We're gonna roll with that. Let's roll with that one for this one. We'll roll with that. Speaking of rolling with, man, how how? I mean, you as a young sports reporter, you're an Oxbridge alum. You're from the five six one. You just had two straight days that kids dream of. You covered the NBA Finals for the very first time. Then you covered the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup Final for the very first time. You got to be like just on 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 cloud nine right now, huh? It's amazing, man. It was a great time. Cold inside that that, that arena. I'll tell you that. I was shivering in my shoes. Tyree the whole was time. stone. Tyree kept asking, "Hey, can we do any hits outside? Can we step outside and do oh anything?" Oh my god! It's raining outside. <laughs> Tyree, rather be in the rain. I don't have my northern skin. <laughs> I don't have my northern skin anymore, boys. I'm sorry. And I didn't think it was going to be that cold in the arena, but I, I lied. It lied to me. It was a great time, man. It was a great time, especially even the even the Heat game, despite the outcome which hopefully we get a different type of outcome tonight. It was a great time, and it was a great experience to be around all these great journalists such as yourself and, you know. Wendy, Stephen uh, A., all the big names out there. Me, All the big names that we watch, that growing up, you know, try to follow in the footsteps and, you know, be great like them. It was a great experience. It was an awesome experience. I just wish in the the Panthers, uh, I really wish. Just a little heater. Just get a heater in there. No heaters. None. No, none. Or just maybe a jacket. <laughs> you bring a jacket. Oh, just bring a jacket. Time, Tyree. He did not have a jacket. Lastly, Tyree, um, you won't. Obviously, you'll be anchoring tonight on the desk. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, 10 and 11. Catch Tyree Smith's coverage. I'll be having a report from Kaseya Center. I want to get the prediction from you before we let you go. How will things end? Will we leave with a smile on our face tonight when I'm bright lining back to West Palm Beach? Or will I be uh, drowning in tears trying to muster up some Panthers talk with on Freddie and Fitzsimmons again? 
Well, I don't think I've ever seen you cry, and you smile <laughs> probably twice a day. So, honestly, we saw that game last week. Yeah, we saw that we game saw on it. Wednesday, right? What you we got? Saw that game on Wednesday. I, I, I'm going to be honest, and you're not going to like uh. my answer. You're not going to like my answer. I, I, I have Miami winning it close. There we go. We'll take yeah! it. Wow. You would like my answer. Wow. I have them winning it close. I think this has to be a wall-to-wall game. I mean, and if you don't have them, it's his birthday. You think the Miami Heat's going to lose on his birthday? Ooh. They can't. And we appreciate it. We'll see you tonight on TV, Tyree. Thanks for the time. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick is on a boat, sailing the seas. Hopefully the Heat make his cruise that much better with a win tonight. Also, heating up tonight at 7 with me, JMP, and Stone. Peace out.